ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me, as always, Zach Bartles. Zach, what is going on, man? I'm like, I was just telling you, not a care in the world, keeping it light and airy, <laughs> walking on sunshine. Whoa, whoa, over here. <laughs> breezy, breezy, light and breezy. It's one of those weeks where being in ministry is like, man, it's barely a job. You know, you just, you read the word and then... Couple of people call and tell you how meaningful your sermon was, and nobody is in a horrible situation, and nothing is is crushing your your spirit. So, uh, no, it's it, it's a tough week, man. But definitely looking forward to finally getting back, you know, at the at the mic with you. I have yeah. missed it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, our, this is. Uh, the interesting thing about I, I can't remember if I mentioned on air or not, but um, my administrative job at school took uh, an interesting turn after November, and so I'm back in the classroom now, as well as um, trying to help run the school and facilitate things. So I have just been going crazy busy. So the past couple of Thursdays, it was like. Hey, I'm going to be away at a conference and I'm really not going to have a moment where I'm going to be able to call you because I'm going to be in a meeting. And then the next week was like, oh, we've got a back to school night thing going on. And so it is good to be back, man. And I got some uh, good news for uh, for next week, uh, something for us to look forward to. I have been uh, courting one Mr. Greg Dutcher to come on this podcast What's again. Up, That's right. So. Hopefully we can uh, we can drag his sorry butt back on here next week uh, and get get him uh, doing something with us. So looking forward to that one as well. Why do you say his sorry butt? Are you like are are you one of these guys who's like I got to be really kind of borderline disrespectful with my pastor so he doesn't think I'm holding him up as like an idol? <laughs> Is that I mean, am I describing you, Nathan? <laughs> That that's probably one of the kindest things I've ever said about Greg. Actually, uh, oh man, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Greg, uh, Greg is one of those characters who just he loves uh, he just loves that type of humor, and so um, he and I will uh, will just jab at each other back and forth. So it's all in fun, man. You know, until somebody's feelings get hurt, and then you know you're not speaking to each other for several weeks, oh, and then dude, Greg no. doesn't have feelings. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh man, dude. Let me uh, let me ask you something. Um, it's uh, been a couple weeks. We had uh, one Mister uh, Theodore Cluck on here a couple weeks ago, and just uh, Ted. His name's just Ted. Isn't that weird? It's is not, it? It's not Theodore. It's not Tedrick. It's not anything. It's just it's Ted. Just Ted. Wow, that's kind of cool. Okay, we had one Mister Ted Cluck on here. Things you learn every day. Um, and you had given some shouts out to Mission Aware. Uh, is there any shout out to them today that you can give us? I'm just going to give an update. Okay. Um, I got home one day and there was a little, you know, we whoever gets the mail kind of divides it between yep. bills and then stuff for me, stuff for my wife. And there was a very small envelope and it said from Mission Aware. And I was like, ah, crap. And I opened it up. Sure enough, had the name plates. It's just an envelope. It had nothing else in it. And it was a little bit of a disappointment <laughs> because Mission Aware stuff is so great. And because the first time Jeff told me he was going to send me those, he was like, anything else you want? And I was like, well, if you happen to have, and I listed like five or six things. And he was like, okay, cool. And then I reminded him again about the nameplates. And I didn't want to be presumptuous and remind him about all the other stuff. Right. And I thought he probably 
I don't know remember like like just from memory it's just it was stupid of me i should have been here's the thing there's a sermon uh illustration in this which is you have to you have to ask for what you want That's you right. know go boldly to the throne and and in jesus name audaciously ask for what you want not assume um that you're just you just got good things coming your way and so uh i, I did get to put the uh, nameplates on the busts and they look all the snazzier just and kind I of completes the, the ensemble there. It does. Yeah, there was an empty spot on the front, and mm-hmm. I mean, they look like the guys, but it, this is not people you've ever seen in 3D before. Right. Um, right. You know, a, a little bit. I, I've got like uh, a couple pictures of me next to a relief and a statue at John uh, or at Kelvin College of John Kelvin and stuff. But like to walk in and have it, it really draws the eye. When someone yeah. walks into the study now, I've had people mention the busts more since I put the nameplates on them. I think all of a sudden you go, oh, wow, these guys. So nice. uh, that's cool. And I'm really excited about it. Um, having those, I, I think about them three times a week. Whereas nice. I think about all the other myriad uh religious tchotchkes in my study at the church zero times a week so (laughs) they've left an impression (laughs) yeah absolutely i still want to just say uh the only swag i have of these go to 11 yeah yeah. is the um wood coasters that uh zach burnham made for me Ah, uh, okay he's got 11 uh logo uh, on his laser i never did get any uh, welcome to the program, uh, merchandise. And now it's been, gosh, has it been two years? How long has it been since we've I, been doing this? Aren't we, are we going on three? I don't know. It feels like it's been a really long time, but at the same time, like that first couple times doesn't seem that long ago. It's like a new right. kid. You're like, I can't believe this kid is almost a teenager. And then right. you're like, I also can't believe that bringing him home from the hospital wasn't last week. Right, right. <laughs> in other words, in my life, I've got my child and then I've got this podcast that are equally important to me, Nathan. I, but, I, feel, uh, I, I feel honored with that, Zach. I really do. I know our boy's way behind on stuff because he's super busy. And uh, when I got to uh, uh, two years ago, whenever I went uh, with Johnny Shex and, and Alex Police to the uh, – uh, conference, the Doc and Devo conference. He he said, "Oh, on the trip over, I just caught up on all the uh, Gut Check podcasts. I thought it was so funny the bits you guys were doing about this." And um, I think he like in big, long slugs, just uh, you know, binges through podcasts to yeah. keep on top of uh, one at a time, rather than like trying to do them all, you know, piece by piece every week. So if you happen to be hearing this in, I don't know, January of 2023. I assume I'm still doing this podcast with Nathan, and I would love – I don't care about the beer-related stuff. That's just not who I am, but I'd love anything else that says these go to 11 on it, um, which would allow me in my everyday life to have people say, what's that? These That's go right. to 11. Is that Spinal Tap? What is it? And I'll be able to say, ah, it's a great podcast I'm on, and this awesome peach of merchandise here – is from missional wear and, and, you know, double promote. That's the beauty of the collab. That's right. Double promotion. That's right. Yeah. And and you know, this guy has been so nice to us. I would love it if he would do another, maybe not as huge as the last one, Uh but another giveaway. Remember the giveaway he did for us? That was just bonkers. Yeah. All like five people got stuff and it was like, people didn't get one thing. They got like, yeah, they got treasure probes. It was amazing. 
Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to hook back up with uh, with Jeff here soon and and see what we can do to show some love to our listeners out there. So we'll definitely make sure we do that. Um, you ever get those uh, baby boomer wall decals you were talking about? I did not, um, and and here's why: because part of the other thing that's been consuming my time is uh, my wife and I are house hunting. Uh, oh. So we've been uh, currently renting the house that we've been in for the past uh, six years. Um, we, we've only rented; we've never we've never owned, and so we decided that prices are good enough, they're low enough, and rent is going up enough that it's like, okay, it's time to take that money and invest it elsewhere. So we are in the process of doing that. So I figure once we settle into a place, I'm going to go ahead and, and make that pull the trigger on that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So now, Zach, let me ask you, because I know you've been uh, busy with uh, your audio books. Uh, tell me how that's going. Playing Saint is done. Production on it's done. I've sent it out to the Kickstarters. It's uh, <laughs> speaking of Zach Burnham, he found <laughs> as he listened to it, I thought I'd all like beta tested the thing through a bunch of people listened to it. Bunch of people gave me all the things that were wrong with it. I fixed them, but I missed one somehow, even though people told me about it. So I was able to get back in there and and fix it in a couple of platforms. I'm working right now with Audible slash uh, Amazon to replace a file. Okay. And that's kind of holding things up a little bit because they treat these things as one big unit. But I don't want it out there. It would kill me to know that it was out there with one little repeated right. phrase. Is what it was. It's like the same sentence twice in a row, and I'm like, I, I no, I can't have that. Yeah. So it's it's on hold a little bit with that. But if, if anyone wants to buy it, you can go to um, you can go to uh, audiobooks.com mm-hmm. and you can get it there. Uh, or there's this really cool thing called Awesound uh, that Gutcheck's kind of partnered with. Where if you go to gutcheckpress.com/slash/awesound, a w e s o u n d, you can get a hold of uh, Ted's book, Facing Tyson. My book, Playing Saint, cheap, cheap prices, uh, nine, ten bucks for those, or for the re-raptured um, and and clinch uh, kind of mind out of their original uh, in situ uh, podcast setting, yep. and now they're you know without all the extra in between stuff, just beginning to end. I think we were charging three bucks for those. The cool thing is you can buy them through this app, or rather through this website, and then play them through either iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Podcast Addict, uh, uh, Stitcher, any of the podcast apps that you're probably using already, you can play them. Nice. Uh, I'm really loving it, and I've been looking through their products and just going crazy because, I mean, you can pay. I know you and I were going to talk a little about, about Audible and having a, a membership, which is cool, and, and how, how we do those kind of things. But yep. if you don't have a membership, you wind up paying 27 28 bucks for a, a you know, audiobook, a regular length, nine or 10 hour audiobook. Yeah. And then the audio, if, if it's an indie thing, um, and, and the same person is author and publisher, that's best case scenario. They're still only getting like 40% or 25%, depending on if they're exclusive of that. Yeah. All sound people can just drop the prices cause you're getting like 80%. Oh wow. Um, and so, yeah, you can get my book playing saints on there to listen through your uh, podcast app or stream it online for 10 bucks. Nice. Um, and that's pretty good for a, a you know, traditionally published audiobook 
And I, I do love the way it turned out. Um, I've got a lot of music in it, a lot of sound effects, a lot of ambiance type stuff. So it doesn't just feel like a guy reading you a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like more of a little audio experience. Um, so it should be up on Audible. I mean, I'll post it all over every crevice of you know social media when it happens. But it should be up on uh, Amazon and Audible and stuff uh, within three weeks or so. And it should start appearing on all these lesser uh, distributors like Barnes and Noble and Nook and stuff, and and uh, all these different things. You know, every day I'm getting notifications that it's live on different ones of these. So it's it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it. And then the next one I'm doing is uh, playing Saint uh, All Souls Day, the sequel. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna shoot. Th- I'm gonna shoot that out to uh, all of my Kickstarters as just a big thank you. Uh, even to the the lower end people, lower end people. I don't mean that you're lower end people. I mean people who are lower end funded, lower tier, the lower tier uh, funding. Yes. Um, and and uh, I've also got uh, some other extras I'm, I'm giving people to make sure they they feel like they've gotten what they paid for and then some. So yeah, nice. thanks for asking about that. I'm I'm, pr- I'm quite excited about it. Yeah, I'm taking absolutely. a little break in between the two books because I've got. Uh, the Mystery Project with Cliff Graham. Yep. Uh, that's the end of this month. Uh, the last week of this month, I will be in Utah. Uh, very excited for that. Uh, reconnecting with with Cliff, who's um, super simultaneously like a uh, a friend and a hero, which is kind of a <laughs> yeah. cool space to be in. Uh, a friend and a hero of mine, and and then uh, also. Uh, some guys that I haven't seen since I went to Israel in 2017 that are working on the same project. I'm really excited, really excited about it. And, and I'll be able to talk about it. Um, I'm hoping to be able to get together with you uh, that week and not miss that week and tell you all about what's going on and do the same thing with, with uh, Gut Check awesome. and uh, you know, really start promoting what we've been working on. And it's going to be – it's not this kind of slow trickle, hey, it's coming, it's coming. It's going to be a big – uh, punch in the face, open, boom, yeah. it is coming, you know, like, awesome. so, yeah, it's gonna be pretty fun. That's exciting, man. Looking forward to it. And you said that's coming up uh, toward the end of the month. Right. Yeah. The last week of February. Nice. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, uh, we got a couple topics we want to focus on tonight and, uh, talking about your book, I think is a, is a good kind of springboard into that because, uh, we were looking at what how should I phrase this? Or how, we didn't even talk about how we were going to phrase this, but types of uh, <laughs> types of audio entertainment, I guess, that uh, we enjoy, or the different platforms that are out there, I guess. Um, we started talking about podcasts and just kind of your taste versus uh, your wife's taste in that. And why don't we start there? Tell me about uh, some of the podcasts and things like that. Uh, your preferences, her preferences, things that mm-hmm. you and you like listening to, and all that. So I've been super into podcasts for 15 plus years, maybe even 20 years, uh, since they were quite new. I've always been trying to get my wife into them. She she listens to stuff that I do um, and very little else. Uh, and so when I got her for Christmas, this little really cool vintage looking um, Bluetooth speaker, yep. she decided to start trying out some podcasts. And I had told her about so many that were my favorites and she didn't re- subscribe to any of them, uh, even though I'd played her some of the best of, and I've you know I've been trying to get her into them. Instead, what does she do? She starts listening to this podcast that's about the history of the English language, um, and it's so dry 
and and she's just going on and on about all this stuff, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But it occurs to me as she's telling me about it, I'm like, dude, you and I are so different. I have some things, you know, like five minutes in church history or whatever that are a guy giving a mini lecture kind of right. thing. Okay, that's that's fun. Um, but even when it's information, what I tend toward with podcasts is the sort of thing that immerses you in someone's story. Yeah, that that is what I love about podcasts. I'm looking over my subscriptions here on um my podcast app and uh what i use is it's called Cashbox. i pay 99 cents a month for mm-hmm. the premium one it's super good i love it and yes yeah, so many of these let me just like rattle some off yeah, yeah um and and i guess even like clinch one that i i put out myself was kind of a similar thing although it was fictional rather than uh, true story. 20,000 Hertz, we talked a little bit about. It's about sound, but it's always about via someone's story. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, Reply All, it's always stories. The Memory Palace, my favorite podcast in the world. Uh, little snippets, little vignettes. Um, to Live and Die in LA, did you ever listen to that one? No, I don't think so. What was that about? It's a true crime thing, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's this person who's disappeared. Mm-hmm. And this guy, uh, he's a prominent author and, and, and podcaster, just gets sucked into like looking into it. Okay. And, it, and it, he becomes part of the story and therefore you listening become part of the story. Um, and, and I just love that. I'm, I'm skipping over a million of them because no one wants to listen to 85 podcast names. <laughs> uh, this American Life, also one of my oh, favorites. Yeah. Obviously, yep. it's an NPR show. It's always – in fact, that's kind of like the, the mean, median, and mode for me. Things that are in the wheelhouse of This American Life. I think probably maybe my favorite podcast at the moment, even more than The Memory Palace, is called Heavyweight. Have you heard of this one? Uh, it sounds familiar. Have you mentioned it before maybe? I don't know if I have. I've been listening to it kind of off and on for years now. Okay. Um, and it's the kind of thing where they have seasons that kind of come out – and then they stop, and then you forget about it. And then you look one day, and you're like, oh, there's 16 of them. And you listen to all 16 in a short period. Uh, it's a guy named uh, Jonathan Goldstein, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, something very Jewish. Uh, he's very uh, wry and very fun. He used to work for This American Life, like everybody did. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's, again, just like someone's story. Yeah. Um, around it's almost this Hitchcockian like here's a moment in someone's life that's changing everything okay here's this kind of big and I'm going to walk you from before through it and how they've changed through it it's just so wonderful um snap judgments radio lab you know these things uh, family ghosts which is um I don't know if maybe radiotopia or somebody picked that up but I think it's just someone's labor of love they do these stories and Mm -hmm. um they they make a podcast out of it, and I love that kind of thing. Yeah. And what's so funny to me is that my wife, being a novelist, I mean, you know, quite a successful novelist. Uh, in fact, if you want to get some good audio books uh, on Audible, uh, maybe check out her books. We hope for better things and the words between us. Nice. Um, we hope for better things, which was in like the top ten uh, books uh, for a couple days there. Uh, on all of on all of Amazon, but uh, I would think that she'd be also into you know like suck me into some stories, immerse me in like this world rather than like, uh, so the root of the Germanic term (laughs) and the Latin endings have come. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, it's so odd to me that she doesn't. Cause to me, podcasts are a way that I can be 
unloading the dishwasher or reorganizing my sock drawer, but at the same time, completely transported to another world. Yeah, yeah. And it's someone else's story. And, uh, you know, I, I really, really love that about podcasts. It's almost like, you know, we, we talk, we were going to talk a little bit about, and I want to get your impression on this too, talking about audiobooks. Mm-hmm. They almost are the same function. Yeah. Um, I'm not like a Civil War biography or like, um, it, very rarely do I indulge in nonfiction apart from my vocation. Yeah. So when I'm reading or listening to audiobooks, it's usually also going to be novels, something that, or, or it's going to be historically narrative driven. Yeah. You know, I told you about 1865, that Wondery podcast. Yeah. That was, um, basically a radio theater. That's the kind of stuff that I love. I don't really want, um, <laughs> which is so strange. Here's the strange thing. Um, I do like, I, I do like stuff like Doc and Devo and, and I, I occasionally listen to Happy Rant. Yeah. But like the kind of stuff that I make on the regular with you and with Ted. Right. Is that what I'm Not what you're listening to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like the reformatory, um, uh, Loftus's thing. I, I, I listened to like the first quite a few. And then one day I realized oh, I hadn't listened to that in a while. And, and, and I'm like, you know, that's kind of the best of that kind of thing. And I hadn't listened to Doc and Devo for a while either. And I'm like, I guess that's just not my favorite kind of thing. Yeah. And, and that's what's so funny is because that's like – but then even with me and Ted, we we wind up uh, using part of the show to kind of transport people into – granted, it's like kind of an absurdist world of re-raptured. But, you know, to turn it into this narrative and right. make it into a story. And uh, I I love storytelling. I love The Moth. That's another one that I love. Mm-hmm. Um and and uh, audiobook I recently listened to kind of uh, interacts with that, but so so that's what I always struggle uh, or uh, gravitate toward, yeah. Uh, and and never have to be like, oh yeah, I got to stay on top of this one. Uh, I don't want to get behind. Like people talk, like if I have to think that way, forget it. I want yeah. it to be like, oh no, there's no more left. Uh, and that's like with Reply All. It was, when that little number comes on, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. This is gonna be a good day. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? So I know that you uh, had been down to just a D&D podcast yep. and then uh, now you're not even on the D&D podcast because you're trying to like do three jobs at the same yeah. time <laughs> in the same place. Um, yeah. Hopefully you get three paychecks for that. Yeah, I uh, wish. Um. <laughs> but in a perfect world where you have the time once again that you maybe at one point did, yeah. what are the kind of podcasts that, that you're willing to give your time to and, and that really resonate with you? I, I think – I'm really all over the place with it. Um, one of the things that I enjoyed about the D and D podcast is that it was, it was more of a story that was being told. Um, now there's, you know, there was all the mechanics of the game and things like that, that were going on, but these are guys who had set up, uh, their, their studio to really try to tell a story in game format. And they would use, they would use the story to break out into their narratives and they were really, good at what they what they did and i assume they still are as far as i know they're still doing their thing they're still going um and and i really enjoyed that for that reason because i was listening to this story um but i also enjoyed um happy ran i enjoy listening to you and ted uh do your thing on gut check um i i like that i have not gravitated as much toward 
this is how you do things. And I think part of that is because I'm just, I'm a very visual learner with things. So if somebody's going to be talking to me and describing it, I want to see it. Um, so I know there are podcasts out there about fixing things and, you know, doing all this stuff with, you know, cars and anything else you can think of. But I'm like, if I, if I'm going to learn how to fix something, I'm going to throw a YouTube video on and I'm going to watch a YouTube video and find out how to do it because I, I need to learn about it. I, I just won't sit down and let that wash over me and absorb into me that way. Um, I do enjoy listening to, uh, pastors. I mean, uh, Alistair Begg, uh, I was, I was getting in on his, uh, during that time before I stopped, I was, uh, downloading like Ravi Zacharias, listening to some of the stuff that, uh, he was putting out. Um, and so really my, my threshold or my taste kind of can go all over the place. Um, but like you said, I just, you know, I'm at the point where I'm like, I, I've got to just pick something that I'm going to do. And so what I ended up uh, switching to uh, just before the beginning of the year was Audible. I ended up getting an Audible subscription. And so I've been downloading and listening to books on Audible, which I've really, um, really been enjoying uh, doing that. And so that's where my focus has gone to because I can throw that on for an hour while I'm in the car and just kind of, you know, listen to, uh, some books that I don't get a chance to read anymore. Yeah. It's wonderful to be able to kind of, now I, this is probably another discussion to, to, to put a pin in, but Mm -hmm. I want to just say it. I know there's a danger of always, always having something being piped into your head. Mm. Um, never being alone with your thoughts, never having the kind of walking yeah. down the street, meditating on the word time that, yeah. you know, instead you're listening to a podcast on theology. And I think both are important and yeah. you can't lose, you can't lose the, the former, yes. you know? Um, but it is nice. Like if I was in the car, just driving, yep. maybe I would be, um, hold on. I'm just, <laughs> I accidentally started a podcast on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, cause I had it open. Um, it, like, like, I might have just been listening to, you know, some 90s music I've listened to a thousand times. It's better for me to either be able to listen to a book or a podcast, you know, to expand your mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there's a place for just relaxing and, and shutting down. And there's a place for giving your your mind the space to, to workshop and brainstorm and think mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So I think moderation has, has got to be key, even for a pod- podcast addicts like yeah. me also happens to love audiobooks and, and have an audible subscription. Um, and I don't find it that hard because I don't, I don't have the kind of job that some people have. I'm, I'm jealous of the kind of people who can listen to 19 podcasts simultaneously. Not, I mean, not, not episodes of them all, not right, simultaneously, right. but like, because they either work, you know, in a job where it's, um, a lot of, it couldn't even be skilled labor, but you're so good at it, so familiar with it, you can think about something else. Right. It's automatic, or right. maybe you're, you know, overnights at a um, convenience store, or you know, whatever, or, yeah. or you're stocking vending machines or something like that kind of work where you can you're you're moving your body and getting exercise, right. and you're listening to a podcast, and you're working and making money. I feel like those people. Um, They've got it made. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. I, 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 I am a bit jealous of it. I don't have that, but even without, I mean, I do enough driving to hospitals, nursing homes, 
uh, all uh, different churches, uh, you know, going all over the place, people, people's homes. Um, and I, I do enough kind of mindless work at the church. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I never want to be the guy who, oh, I've got a master's of divinity, so I'm not going to, you know, uh, go gather up the attendance pads right. and, or, you know, work on this, set up chairs or whatever. Right. I, I'm doing a lot of that stuff. So yeah. when I don't mind doing it, I kind of like it. I'll be like, ooh, I have a chance then to pop my, my headphones in. Yes. And listen to, to a, a, a book or a, or a podcast. Yep. So yeah, no, I, I wanted to mention one thing though. You said yeah. how to do things. Mm-hmm. And I do have off and on a weird infatuation with like productivity, life hack, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, scheduling and to-do lists. I even, I, I even have on my, on my podcast app beyond the to-do list, which Asian efficiency puts out. And, and so that kind of thing, I, I just, I don't feel like it's a, the best like you, I don't feel like it's the best way to learn something. Yep. Uh, I find that it, it becomes very easy to, um, tune out. Yeah. If something's too technical. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, no, I, I mean, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I've always, uh, since I was young, one of the, one of the menial tasks, I mean, you know, I, I really kind of hate that term because I don't think there's really, you know, such a thing. I mean, every task that needs to be done is important. Um, but you know, for lack of a better word, one of the, one, two of the tasks that I really just love doing and I'll do it, do them any day of the week and twice on Sunday is, uh, sweeping and, uh, vacuuming. And you a sweep on the Lord's Day? Oh my gosh! <laughs> twice, uh, twice. The fellowship hall, Zach. I would sweep the fellowship hall. Ah, oh, you should wait till Monday. <laughs> I've never worked on Sunday. <laughs> oh man! But um, no, and I, I do for that reason because they're tasks that I feel like are are they're simple to do in one sense, but they. They just they they don't take a lot of focus, and you can put something in, and you don't have to be paying attention. You're just you know make sure you you know you're hitting every spot that you're going through. But they're just they're two tasks that I've always loved doing. I, I'll always volunteer to do those things, um, and and it's for that reason I can throw my uh, headphones in um, and and get it done. I mean raking is something else that. You know, I'll do. Actually, I don't really rake, but I have a little leaf blower that I use to go out and take care of that. So, you know, just throwing my headphones in and taking care of those, you know, just very simple, repetitive chores and jobs that can be done very easily. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with that and and can see that. Now, what kind of what kind of books are, are you, what, what are you listening to now? You know, tell uh, me a couple. Of them. So, I am currently going back and re-listening to the Lord of the Rings. Um, oh wow! The, the okay. last We're going deep, We're going heavy. <laughs> so um, I I had uh, read the Silmarillion, which is kind of the prequel to the Lord of the Rings, um, years ago. So I started with that, and then I'm going back in and listening. Uh, I'm on the Fellowship right now, and I'll finish out that. And then from there, um, I was actually one of the first ones I was going to try to download was your book, but I couldn't find it on audible. And now I know why. Um, so when I get a chance, I'm going to see if I can, uh, get on there and, uh, when it's up and, and download that so I can, uh, finally, finally, uh, 
read that one. Listen to that one. Well, it's good that you're doing Tolkien first, or it would have ruined him for you. You know, you're like, well, I can't. And now here's a question: Is it possible that this is a way that Greg Dutcher will actually read some Zachary Bartle's books? I think we should ask him about that next week when he's on. Yeah, there. I think we should get him to covenant to do that. That's right. Uh, before all our listeners, Greg. Oh, man, that's great. Um, now, Zach, you said you ha- also have an Audible subscription, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been doing that for a while now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a while I was like, this doesn't seem to be worth it because you pay – what I pay is like 15 bucks a week okay, or a month rather. Yep. Or is it 20 I don't know. And then you get one credit, which is like one book. And a lot yep. of them I was getting were like $15 books. And then I realized I could find books that were way more expensive – yeah, uh, to use the subscription on. And then if I wanted cheap books, I could just buy them. And at the same time, I was like, I haven't been doing something. If you have a subscription to Audible, make sure you're getting your free titles every month. Yes. They do these Audible originals. And I have listened to some of the most fascinating things that I never would have like bought yep. or used my, my credits on. But I'm like, well, I don't want to miss out on something free because I am very Dutch. And so... I, it does not matter. I will buy, quote unquote, I will redeem my free things every month yep. uh, from, from their Audible originals, and I will listen to at least the first couple chapters to see if I can get into it. Nice. And so I have some stuff that I haven't done. Like there was this uh, – I, I, I wound up last month getting one that was a um, like mystery short story type thing. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, well, I didn't lose any money on right. that, so I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but then I also I got I, did you get one called Midnight Sun? It's a uh, Alaskan tale. I did um, not. Um, oh, I did so not uh, download that one. But yeah, I did see that one. It was about a guy. He's a he's a Native American in Alaska, and he's an actor. Or no, he's not an actor. He's a writer. You know, he's he's in creative work. And then there's a this other guy who is an actor mm-hmm. um, that goes nuts. Like he he like kills some people and goes off into the the I almost said the bush I guess the bush I don't know that's not just Australia the wilds. Right? like off into the, the wilds and he's living off the land and in hiding and he winds up shooting other people and when they finally capture him he's talking at length about like these small like like very little like legendary people that that his tribe has always told stories about that they were out there and he saw them and he's all rattled. It was really cool and really creepy and really fascinating. And I'm like, there is zero chance I would have sought this out. Or even if someone told me to read it, I would have been like, eh, it doesn't sound like my thing. But then I I did and I was blown away by it. And there's been several things like that where I'm like, I don't think I would have bought. Uh, There was one by Adam Wade uh, this month who's one of my favorite guys on The Moth. Mm -hmm. I would have never known he had a book or I probably wouldn't have cared it's just him in front of a small audience telling stories from his life. Nice. That's nice. it. And it's probably four hours long or three hours long. It was so charming. It, was, it made me feel so good. I loved it. And, and I thought, man, this Audible subscription thing, I'm getting anywhere between – I don't know. I buy long books. You yeah, know? Yeah. I, buy, I buy 12-hour books often. Yeah. And then I'm getting another 10 to 15 hours of free content – yeah, for fifteen bucks. I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah. I I remember going into 
Tell me if you remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, when audiobooks, they were called them books on tape back then, yep. even though by the time I got really into them, most of them were on CD as well. Right. And I, I usually got them on CD. But I, I had a Walkman. I would. I remember listening to the Left Behind books on tape while painting uh, yeah, yeah. when I was painting for a living uh, when I was in college. But there were, I, I saw this uh, rent books on tape. And I was like, ooh, it's like a blockbuster, for, but for books on tape. And I was like, that's, that's right up my alley. So I walk in, and this guy comes up to meet me. There's nobody else in the place. This is probably 98, maybe, 97. Okay. He says, uh, hey, you're interested in books on tape. I said, oh, yeah, I love them. And I, I love that I can rent them here. I mean, like, how much are they to rent? He's like, well, we don't just rent them out individually. All right. It's, this, is, this is a place for people where it's more of a lifestyle. Maybe you are a, a delivery driver or a long-haul hu- trucker or – you know, whatever you, you know, this is for people who are really, and it's, it's, uh, monthly subscription based and the monthly subscription is $60, but you can have four at a time and you're not limited. You you, you, you could have like 20 in a month. And I was just like, bye. And, I left. Right. <laughs> and, and it was interesting that at this point it's so much easier. I don't have to go anywhere physically yeah. and it's cheaper. Yeah. And you have a fairly, I mean, unless you really do want to have, and there's different levels, uh, all of these places that do subscriptions, right. Audible, audiobooks, whatever. Christian Audio, or yeah, ChristianAudio.com is another one. Yeah. Um, y- you really can uh, consume, you know, if you're not someone who's going to sit down in front of a fire and read six thick tomes, you know, every couple months. Yeah. Maybe you're a different, maybe you rather would hear it and and be able to move while you're hearing it it's it's such a cool time to be alive for um you know it, it's it's simultaneously killing culture that everybody's spending their time on youtube watching right. grown men play video games or people open boxes and take products out of the boxes you know just kind of dumb stuff but at the same time you can use the very same platform and media to expand your mind and and become more well-read and well-rounded yeah well and one of the things that i've really enjoyed about audible is that um i i'm not so much needing to keep the books once i've read them so i can return them and get my credit back and you can yeah yeah so seriously yeah so if you go in there like whatever books you have in your library or whatever if you click on it and you um like click return book. I think it's return book or uh, something. I would have to look at the feature, but yeah, it, it'll give you your credit. Change this so. title. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I had no idea. You get one credit back to pick something else. Oh yeah. my gosh. You just changed my life. <laughs> yeah. So that to me, that makes it worth it because if I go in, like I'm more likely, like you said, I'm more likely now to risk trying a book that I may or may not like. And if I don't like it, I can exchange it right away and get something out that I want. So um, that's one of the features that I really liked about it because I tried probably three or four books um, beforehand, or actually I should say three or four versions of the Lord of the Rings because there are a couple different versions. And so there were a couple that I was like, ah, I really don't like the way this person's reading it. I don't like what they did with it here. So I was able to find a version of it that I, I enjoyed, um, which was, which was kind of cool. So yeah, each month um, that you have it, you know, you get your credit and just exchange your book and get a new one. I am doing that right now. I just, ex- I just got my credit back on 
Oh, never mind. So an older one says only titles selected in the last year can be exchanged. Oh, okay. okay. So it's yearly based. Well, yeah, but if I had known that, oh right, my goodness, yeah. dude. Well, thank you for. <laughs> there you go. Letting me know. Oh, well, some of them say that I'm getting money back. I don't want to do that. I want credits. I want more books. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Nice. Well, um, if people now are probably turning us off because we're <laughs> they're like, I knew I could exchange my freaking <laughs> listen to Zach trying to figure out how to use it. Oh man! Mm. So, uh, well, what do you um, want to uh, talk about the other thing, or is what time is it? Oh, it's probably yeah. We might have time. Yeah, we got we got a few minutes here. Um, I was just going to ask real quick, um, what are you looking to get into next with Audible? Well, I mean, I have been always looking for the next Elmore Leonard, um, and I have burned through pretty much everything that they've turned into audio by uh, Dwayne Swierczynski, um, who's a comic book writer who, who's written some pretty crazy stuff. Um, his stuff is always kind of really frantic, weird, or or um, kind of world building multi-generational. Like hmm. he's got this series of like black Philly cops where he has books of three generations. Oh wow. Um, the ones that the guy who's, who's like present day, they tie into stuff from the former generation. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll have a book that's about a totally different character, but that cop will be a side character okay. in it. That kind of shared universe thing. I just really love that. Um, but until he writes another one, I'm kind of uh, sunk there. So I then moved on to, um, I mean, I've, I've done everything Elmore Leonard has to offer. I've read it. Now I've listened to most of it, too. Um, and now I've found this guy. Here's a funny story. Mm-hmm. It's not funny, but it's a story. Um, <laughs> it's not really a story, but let me tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I found this. Uh, I looked up best heist books. Okay. Um, and I found somebody said 19 Purchase Street is the best heist book. It was number one on their list. And I said, I wonder if that's out an audio book. Everything else was, you know, like Gone Girl or, you know, things that weren't even quite heists. Yeah, um, yeah. But crime-ish type things. So I, I went and I, I found, oh, yeah, it's available. It was really long, which I like. I love long books. Uh, I think it was something like 18 hours mm-hmm. uh, narrated, un- unabridged. And so I. <laughs> I buy it. I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, it's so cool. It's set in the early 80s, which is you know a thing people are doing lately. I'm I'm actually kind of doing that with a book I'm writing. Uh, I it, it got a little bit. The whole thing was done a really cool kind of dispassionate uh, voice okay. stuff with with like a, a plane um, has to turn around and go back, and he describes at length like what part of the engine is is failing you know, exactly, or when someone gets murdered. It's so like. Um, clinical, yeah, and it, so which almost makes it a little more off-putting. Um, but but there's also a couple of scenes that are like sexual that have the same kind of approach that are just like oh, ugh. so right. I yeah, you kind of skip through a little bit of that just in case anyone's like oh, I took up your uh, recommendation, right. thanks a lot, weirdo. Um, but all in all, it was just a very very good book. I realize when I'm two thirds of the way through it, the guy's still alive, but he's 97. And he wrote the book in the early 80s when it came out. It just felt so new and fresh. And I think it was a newer narration of it that I assumed it was a new book. 
Um, gotcha. And I'm going, oh my gosh, I wonder how many. And I found like, you know, I just bought another one by him and I, uh, that's called, uh, what, 11 Harrow House. Uh, and it's about diamond smuggling or something. So uh, I, I'm always looking to discover somebody that I will be slavishly loyal to. Nice. Uh, that's the kind of reader I am. I'm not like a little bit of everything eclectic. I'm like, no, I have my wheelhouse. Stick I stay in my it. wheelhouse. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but I'm always looking to slightly expand my wheelhouse. Okay. So it's uh, you know kind of best of both worlds. Um, I I don't think I would ever listen to a book that I have. Well, it's not true. I, I would rarely listen to a book that I've already read and loved, like The Lord of the Rings, like you're doing. Yeah. I I don't think I could. It's okay. like watching a movie after you've read the book. Um, I, I for some reason, once I have it in my voice in my head, that's all I want. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not bothering you. I guess it, it sort of bothered you with some people, or you wouldn't have been exchanging and exchanging. Yeah. So what what it was was one of the one of the copies that I listened to was actually a dramatic presentation. So there were a bunch of different actors who were doing it. Um, Ian Holm, who played Bilbo Baggins, was playing Frodo Baggins. Uh, in this version, uh, it, it was good. It was it was a fun um, adaptation of the book. It was significantly shorter than the book length, but but that's not what I wanted. What I wanted was the book. I wanted to um, be able to go through the book again because I have read the book b- books before, um, and I just I don't have the time to sit down and reread them again. So uh, I found this uh, one guy, British author, who's who's doing it, and he's doing very well with it. I really am enjoying it. Um, he's kind of changing up the voices a little bit from the characters, but I, I feel like for the most part, you know, he's just reading it straight through, which is which is nice. It's that's what I was looking for, and it was just somebody to read me the book uh, so I could refresh on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's and maybe the the upside of hearing someone else read something is that the way they inflect or the emphasis they put might actually make you think about a line or a scene in a different way yeah. than than how you had before, and that's always really neat too. Yeah, uh, I, it's all. I mean, I thought long and hard before doing my own narration because I think it is a very specific skill. You have the trade off when an author does it. Yes. If you have an author with any kind of you know dramatic background, dramatic training experience, which I have a little bit, um, and of course rhetorical ability, hopefully I have a lot of, and right. that I speak for a living, um, right. I think they can slide by. And, and so the plus is always you're getting every line the way it was in their head when they wrote it. Right. The minus is you're not getting – you know, you might wind up with someone trying to do an accent or a, a feminine voice. Like Frank Peretti, one of my favorite authors to read his own stuff. Yep. There are times when he goes weirdly falsetto when he's doing a female character, and it just breaks me right out of it. Yeah. You're like, what is, what is going on here? Where he's like, oh, no, I love it. You know, like, that's right. strange. Um, but, but he got better as he went. Yep. And I hope that happens with me, too. I get better as I keep on doing these. Um, and the upside of having a, a really – talented uh author or uh, actor rather a voice actor or you know a stage actor sometimes you'll even get like like my favorite ever audiobook yep is skipping christmas by john grisham yep uh it came out in 2000 and we bought it the the next year and we've listened to it every christmas since so i guess i've heard it 19 times now this will be the 20th time 20th i've heard time, it this yeah. year 
Yeah. And I never get tired of it. It's Dennis Putsakaris. He's a guy that if I showed you a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I've, he's been on a bunch of different shows. I know that guy. Um, but because he's this guy with this background in, in dramatics and, and acting on the stage, acting on the screen, you know, television and movies, he's able to embody a different character without doing like wacky voices or anything, just having a slightly different right persona for each and and also to have a really um witty and it's a comedy that book it's it's funny and and the way he delivers the descriptions and stuff i'm like grisham could not do nearly the job that this guy's doing with grisham's words right I would, right and, and and also by the way why i my wife and i have taken a sacred blood oath to never watch that tim allen movie where they tried to oh, do an adaptation yeah christmas was it christmas with the cranks yeah oh Oi, they spray a in the in the preview, they spray a cat with a hose and it gets frozen and then Tim Allen says, I got Botox, tries to eat food and it falls out of his mouth. And I'm like, that is a totally different story you're telling me. Uh, totally different tone, totally wrong. Oh man. But but uh that, that's the kind of stuff that that I think about when I when I when I think about my audiobooks. Like do I want to at some point, maybe for the for the last con there's a bunch of stuff with French pronunciation in yep. flashbacks. Yeah. And I thought, do I hire someone to do the back, the, the flashbacks? And, you know, I love it when there's two voices in an audiobook. It's nice. And get someone who can speak French or at least, you know, has a passable pronunciation. And I decided not to. Instead, I went on a, uh, some website where you hire people as freelancers and I sent them all the, the Frenchy stuff mm-hmm. and hired them to just, record themselves saying it and send it back to me. Okay. And I'll listen to it 20 times and then I'll just record that one line and then I'll listen to the next thing and, and I'll make sure I get it right. Yeah. But uh, I do look for, and here's another case, I guess, where I'm weirdly hypocritical. I do look for maybe not the big name, but the name I recognize. Yep. I've already heard some of your audiobooks, or, you know, like I have a mere Christianity read by Michael York. Yeah. Um, who, Sadly, I best know as Basil Exposition on Austin Powers and the weird Antichrist character on the hilarious Armageddon movie, The Omega Code. Um, But he's also a Shakespearean actor actor and and very well respected. And that is the best Lewis I've ever heard. Yeah. And I've heard some of the original recordings because that was originally, you know, radio broadcast during the war. Yeah. It's better than the original. He he brings it to life in a great way. I look for that too. Do do you look for do you you care as much about who's doing the performance as oh. you do about what they're performing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I try to. One of the things that really got me into, uh, or I should say, reintroduced me into audiobooks was about uh, twenty years ago when I started listening to Harry Potter on CD at the time. Um, and Jim Dale is the one who does all seven books and he is fantastic, uh, with those books. He does a marvelous job with every single one of them. And like you said, the first one you listen to, he's very good, but he gets better. And so by the time you get to seven, um, you know, you you know, all the characters and his voice for all the characters just works well. Um, and it's great. I tried doing that with, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia several years ago, and they don't have one person doing all of them. They have several different actors. And um, 
now I'm going to forget his name. Uh, Kenneth Brana. Oh does, yeah, Dude, he does. I think it's uh, either the magician's nephew or the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Does a great job with it. But then some of the other ones who I can't even remember now uh, do them. And Adam it, Sandler does one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mama says, um, and and there's just there's something there's something off, and I had trouble getting into some of the specific books because it just wasn't as well done. And so I, I agree 100 that the the person who's doing the book is just as important to bring that book to life as uh, as the content, as the author, and and what they are portraying. So, yeah, I, I definitely am, you know, I mean, I'll know within 10 minutes of listening to a to an audiobook if I'm going to keep listening to it, not necessarily based on, you know, an author, but based on who's delivering it. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. And as you were speaking, I suddenly had a realization. Uh-huh. I don't want people to buy Playing Saint on Audible, listen to it, and then return it because I don't know what that means for me financially. Oh, really? So forget that you heard that thing <laughs> about being able to return it. Or better yet, buy it on Awesound for nine ninety nine, and then have it forever. Have it forever. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to make it about me again, but then I did make it about As me As you're again. doing so. I don't know if you noticed that that happened. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Uh, I would like to hear on either on Twitter or on the, the discussion group, which weirdly has kind of died down. Um, I'd like us to get that going again. Um, yeah, I, Facebook group. <laughs> I, I'd like to hear what other people's you know favorite audiobooks are and what they what they look for in audiobook, what they love about their favorites, yeah. and and what kind of turns them off. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I'll tell you what I don't like. Mm-hmm. I recently listened to a really good book where <laughs> they mention. The police captain in Philadelphia having a Russian accent, which, of course, is very out of the ordinary and would color how you hear everything and how other characters are kind of taking in what's being said. And, right. and it would be very disconcerting. But they never – apparently they couldn't do one. At least they knew that. But there's <laughs> never an, a Russian accent. And, and it, but it's a two-point of view. It's a, uh, a split POV book. So then it goes to a woman who's who's narrating from the point of view of a different character, and a couple times that character interacts with this, and there's the Russian accent, and I'm like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> like, it's you, you know, so that to me, if you're, it, it needs to have a certain elements of performance to it. It yeah. can't just be. And, and I've read, you know, even like on the guidelines for ACX, which is the audiobook exchange that that does. I don't know that they still do Apple, but they, they're, it's basically Audible, Amazon's audio arm. Okay. Um, and they they say, like, the goal is that it's just like you're, you're reading a book to someone over tea. Mm. And I'm like, but who's to say that's the best way for right. it to be? I, I don't just want that. I want it to feel like – I don't want it to feel like I'm listening to a movie but not seeing the movie. Yeah. But, man, some, of, some podcasts – did you listen to – uh, there was a Stitcher Premium, and then later on they just released it to everybody. Um, Wolverine, The Darkest Night, The Longest Night, something like that. Oh, I, I had – I started listening to that, but I did not, I did not finish it. I think 
Maybe you recommended that to me. How did you not finish it? Oh man, that lo- that really clicked me in. I loved it. And to me, I tried to kind of almost I, I couldn't do that level of kind of theater because it was one person rather than a cast of people. Right. You know, they had like Bob Balaban and stuff. They had like some right. big names. But like I they they used kind of sparsely uh just enough sound effect here and there to set the scene mm-hmm. and just enough music to not to create the mood but to enhance the mood yep that's what i was trying to do and that because that's and, and when i write man i'm trying to write what i want to read i'm not trying to write what everyone else wants to read yeah. i'm not trying to write what sells i'm not trying to write the the book that's inside of me i'm just trying to write what i want to later read Yes. Uh, and yeah. that's what's fun to me. And it was, I was doing the same thing with this. I was trying to create the audiobook I wanted to listen to. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that kind of tells you what, what I'm into, which is make me forget that I'm listening to something. Make it feel like I'm experiencing, experiencing something. Yeah. And I think there is that fine balance of that, you know, where, where you do want enough going on in there to be drawn into this tale uh, to be to be listening to this story, but it's not. Um, you know, I can remember when I was when I was younger listening to. Um, I think it was Tuesdays with Maury or something like that, and you know, it was it was a well done book, but it wasn't set up to be you know a this nonfiction or or this fictional story um, that you know, you're getting immersed into, it was just set up to, you know, be this series of, you know, kind of mentor mentee relationship stories that are going on. And, and it was just, it was very well done because that's the type of book it was. But in a fiction book, you want more of the drama. You want more going on in there. You want the suspense and the action and you want to feel all of those things. Um, And if you're not reading it yourself, then the only person who's going to be able to portray that is the, uh, the voice actor. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that oftentimes if you don't have any any element of music or anything, I can forget and I can just – I can take it for the experience that it is. Mm-hmm. If it toys with it at the beginning and then, you know, like Random House Audio presents. And right. Like, dun, 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 dun. This, this book read by the author and I'm like, all right, all right, I'm locked in. And then they come in and they're like – well, more, more, and, and and you're like, oh gosh, you're not good at this, and nobody did any production to help. Yeah, and and you know what I I struggled with uh, like eating enough green apples to keep like the mouth noises, and then removing like you know I, I hate it if I'm listening to Good Grief. Who was that lady who just uh, retired from NPR? Where it was like you were listening to her talk, and then twice as loud you were listening to the sounds that her mouth made as it opened and closed like that kind of thing like everybody's mouth does that mine does that but you got to be able to keep anything from distracting me i don't want too much music either and i don't want goofy sound effects and i don't want you know um every time a car starts to hear the car starting i only want it if that's a major element you know yes um i also was trying to again i i know that i'm kind of I'm I'm new to producing them, but I feel like I've been absorbing how to do it for a long time. Sure. I, I like, and I try to do, um, if you're going to set a scene, for example, you're outside in the city. Yep. Give me that sound as an ambient, uh, you know, just, just the room sound to start with. Give me that for a second. Keep it for two minutes, 
and then before it drives me nuts, fade it out. Yeah, my mind can fill it in. Yeah, um, and you know that that way you don't have to. Uh, if it says a car drove by, you don't have to give me the car driving by too. My mind can do that too. We've already faded out of the sound effects. You know, just uh, less is more. Yeah, but nothing is is even less than anything. Right. If that makes any sense. Right. Less is more, so more is less, but nothing's even less than more. Right. Did you get that? No. I'm talking about that's with okay. Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> less is Maury, and more is more. You should be able to really feel that it's Tuesday. Pull it in. <laughs> Tuesday has no feel. Seinfeld. I'm just free associating now, Nathan. I don't think we're getting to our other topic. I think maybe we should talk about that with Reverend Dutcher. I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be great to do. So to talk about uh, exclusivity in the church and target demographics and kicking old people out and how wide of tent we have and that. I'd love to hear him talk. Yes. Absolutely. So we will uh, definitely save that for then. Um, but yeah, we've been uh, we've been running pretty long, and this was this was a great topic, man. It wasn't quite what we had uh, thought we were going to focus on the whole time, but I think it uh, I think it turned out well. So Thursdays remind- with Nathan. Oh, Thursdays with Nathan. Thursdays you with call it whatever you want. Why am I trying to tell you it's your podcast? <laughs> it was your podcast before it was my podcast? Before uh, it was our podcast? It's our podcast now, baby. I'm in a weird mood, and I can't believe I kind of kept it normy <laughs> this far into it. Oh, man. Well, you know, by the time this thing releases, it will probably be closer to Sunday. So, you know, that's okay. Um, but, yeah, we, um, you know, just want to remind everyone, we want to get your uh, feedback and input on the, uh, the These Go to 11 uh, Facebook discussion group. You know, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what some of your favorite books are. Um, I've... I, I wanted to keep up with that so bad, but things just really have pulled me from being able to do more than, you know, quick responses or, or likes or anything like that. So hopefully um, I will be able to get back in and, and do some things. Um, people seem to really be jamming on some of the, uh, the entertainment, uh, you know, um, media stuff we were doing with movies. So maybe we can, uh, maybe we can get something going for books for a little while. So let's see if we can get that going and do that. Um, so, uh, in the meantime, uh, please don't forget, rate us on, uh, iTunes, rate us on, uh, Twitcher, Podbean. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm texting you and it's like, and I, and I text, I'm sorry to interrupt. I texted my laptop battery is dying. Sorry if you lose. And I meant to put, sorry if you lose me, but it auto filled us. Sorry, sorry if you lose. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Uh, (laughs) Oh, but yeah, shoot us a rating on one of those uh, things you listen to us on. Oh man, dude, until uh, until next time, we just rock the Casbah. These go to 11.